This is the Amon Green Show, brought to you by Badger City Auto on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good morning, Wisconsin. How you guys doing? We got Packers football talk here. We had a one heck of a game last week against the rival Bears, and now we got another one against the Vikings, and then another one next week against the uh, Lions. So it's a playoff football starting now for these uh, for the for our Green Bay Packers. So right now, you know, I say, what's up? What's up, Ebo? Yo, AG thirty. What's up, Amon? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Joe's not here. We kicked him out. He's in Vegas. So uh, he says good morning. <laughs> he says hellos. He didn't oversleep. Uh, he just okay. took the day off. So, Amon, what's up, man? How you been? I've been good, man. Um, just uh, getting ready for the holidays, been relaxing, you know, spending a little bit more time at home um, and getting my, I say, finishing off my Christmas list. Oh, dude, are you a last-minute shopper like I am? I'm um, kind of a last-minute shopper. No, I'm usually not. I'm not a last minute shopper. It's been the last couple of days. We went down to Milwaukee to do some things together, me and the wife. So I just got to do one more thing and I'm done. So usually I'm done by now. I usually, my years ago, my goal, excuse me there. Uh, my goal was to be done before Thanksgiving. Wow. I, don't, I wasn't a back, a black Friday shopper. Never was, never will be. Yeah. Um, I've heard just horror stories of what goes on. Uh, I remember my dad long well, years ago, talk about how he had to, arm wrestle for Optimus Prime at a, at a Toys R Us. Hey, Amon, if, if you had to arm wrestle for any Transformer, though, what would it be? Oh, it would have been Optimus Prime. It would have, would have been. I was, I'm a Megatron guy. I love Megatron. I like Megatron. I like all the Transformers. I'm a big fanboy kid. I'm a big kid. So, But I would have did the same thing my dad did for me. He arm wrestled a guy for the um, Optimus I'm Prime. I'm going to go out on a limb. Toys R Us. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you probably wouldn't lose a ton of arm wrestling matches in your local Walmart. Yeah, Amon, I think you, I nah. think you, I think you get about just about everybody. No, nah, I think I'll handle that. I think I can win that. But uh, hey, do you remember the number? one? Do you remember the one uh, Decepticon uh, was a boombox? I think his name was. He, he turned into a boombox. Oh, that was Soundwave, bro. Oh, Sound Dude, Soundwave. that was my. Yeah. I have this. I have that toy. My brothers, my older brothers, grew up in the '80s, so they have all the Transformers toys. So Soundwave was my favorite one. He even had a cassette player that you would put in his like chest when he like transformed into a boombox. Hey, I got Soundwave right. I don't think I had him as a kid, but I have him now. He's right behind me to my left here, sitting down here in the basement, streaming also from Twitch. So hello, Free Eagle, who timed in this week. So yeah, I had Soundwave. Have him now. I didn't have him back then, but I have him now. And I have just about everybody now. Starscream, uh, Iron High, Bumblebee. Uh, so I got the. I was able. You know, when you got time, you're yeah. an adult. You could you could plan this thing out. You know, just like the uh, Packers planned out to get the playoff berth. So nice still, transition. Yeah, they're still trying. You know, they're still waiting on other, you know, other games to go on in the next couple of weeks. Their own games, and then Seattle, San Francisco. That's gonna, you know, determine other positioning. But it seems right now they're gonna hold the second seed, which would give them a first round bye. Um, but from last week's game, you know, the 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 stats. When you look at the stats, you know, when I get to the team stats, that's when it's gonna get interesting. But the player stats, Mr. Trubisky, a lot of passes, fifty three attempts for 343 yards a touchdown two two interceptions and he was sacked three times um the young running back david montgomery out of iowa state 14 carries 39 yards but to lead all receivers was alan robinson with seven receptions for 125 yards and then uh, tight end anthony miller right behind him with nine receptions uh, 118 yards and a touchdown and that's for the bears 
So now, to the pack, you know, Aaron, I say, did what he needed to do. It wasn't really a big day, but it was a day to where he had his his team in the position to win, you know, not create a lot of mistakes. He was only sacked once. He had 33 attempts for uh, 200 uh, and 16 completions for 203 yards and a, and a touchdown uh, there in the game as well. And then Aaron Jones, even though he was, like I say, when, when, when a running back does what he did, he had 13 carries with 51 yards, but two touchdowns. So that means he was efficient. When he needed to get the ball in the end zone or meet, needed to make big runs or big plays, he did that by scoring touchdowns. Because that's, at, the day, at the end of the day, that's what counts. You know, if you have a big day, over 100, but you wear out a defense, then that's, that's, that was your job that day. But if you, in the time that the ball is given to you in the red zone and you score points, this is what, you know, helps win the game and make the offense takes a lot of pressure on guys like Aaron, um, Devontae Adams, and the wide receiver core there to get, you know, get the victory. And then so Devontae, for the Packers receivers, led receivers with seven receptions, 103 yards, <clears throat> and a touchdown. And I'm liking where the defense is going. Blake Martinez, the tackling machine, 11 tackles, nine solo. And then Kelly, Kenny Clark, in his fourth year, is just surging at the right time. And he, he's going to be – He's going to help this defense out. He's surging out eight tackles, two sacks from inside. You know, so being an interior lineman, that says a lot because they got to go through probably two, maybe three guys, the center and both guards he has to work with for, you know, 80 play games. And when you're getting two sacks from the inside where you're probably 50, 60% of the time you're working through, like I mentioned, three players and probably three of the biggest players on the football field, and he's getting sacks out of that and eight tackles out of that, he's putting in work. Um, but then another big guy that actually got it, got a, I say one of the big linemen dreams is the interception, Dean Lowry. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, <laughs> and then, of course, Zaire Alexander, the guy who's supposed to get picked, uh, picked off Mitch as well. But a name, <clears throat> a name that I say is new to the football, I say Packers lineup is, uh, uh, Tyler Irving, he's a special team guy. He's the punt returner slash kickoff returner. Dude, how about and I that? that? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, <clears throat> you know, as we talk about sport, you talk about football, it's offense, defense, and special teams is a factor. Special teams can help you win games, and it's done for a lot of teams or missed field goals, as we've seen throughout the years. <clears throat> so he's come in, and when special teams was a question about a month ago, he's on, got, they're like negative yeah. nine yards. They had like negative were, yards yeah. on the season. How's that possible? That's a problem. That's a problem. So when that became an issue, that's when that became a subject, a topic, like for us, the, you know, during that time, somebody was listening within the Packer, Packers organization. I hope so. so. Tyler Irvin, he's been picking up his average on the last game. He had two kickoff returns for 35.5 yards and the league average, you want to be over 20. So that's outstanding. Amon, I think it was the funniest thing ever when like two games ago, he ran for 12 yards and like, and that was the, and that was the biggest rushing or uh, the biggest return for the Packers this season, 12 yards. And my jaw hit the floor. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show you where, I mean, obviously they were as a team lacking somewhere, but you just, you, you really didn't see it because it wasn't as bad as we thought it was. Cause we'll, if it was offense, we'll see it. And we have. If it was defense, we see it and we'll have because they lost games. They've been in situations where the offense can't get really get going. And obviously they're on the field longer. You know, from a percentage yeah. standpoint, special teams is on the field maybe 5% of, the, of a football game. Well, Ma, given game you were a you special know? teamer. You're a rookie year, right? You were, you were a special teams and you wanted to, like, impress everyone and show that you had what it, what it took, right? Like, how important – 
I think people forget about special teams, but how important is special teams to a, a football team's performance on Sunday? Man, it's huge. I mean, it wasn't that I was trying to impress anybody. I was trying to keep a job. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to get paid. I was trying to make it make it through my rookie season without getting cut and getting into my second year. So, no, it was a part of basically being on the team. And then once you learned everything, it's little details, it's little things that you learn from the veterans, you know, how to play special teams. And I wasn't a stranger to it. I played it in college. I played it, I played it in high school. I was actually a punter in high school. You were a punter? So yeah, I averaged forty point five. I was Damn. pretty darn good. I was pretty darn good. I was proud of it. I was about third in the state at the time uh, with that with that average. So, hey, man, did you ever do uh, punt, pass, and kick? Uh, no, I want. You know, no, I, I take that back. We did it at my uh, little league park out in L.A. Did you win in Culver City, and I can I don't think I won. Damn. I think I got out. I got outthrown. I got outthrown. I didn't get outpunted, um, but I got outthrown. Have you I thrown a touch? You thrown a touchdown pass, right? Yeah, NFL-wise, yep. Yeah, league, my man, my man. Nah, nah, nothing there. So, Free Ego and Tony, uh, P341, appreciate jumping in the stream here. So, I'm also streaming on Twitch. If you guys are listening out there, if you don't know what Twitch is, you going to find out. Type, type in <laughs> twitch.tv, and you can jump in my channel on Mind Green TV and uh, continue to watch. Well, and watch not only here. Yes, yeah, good uh, stuff. And Amon. Ebo and Nelly. What's Hell up, yeah, Amon. This is Amon Green Show, Packers all-time leading Russia. Ever, and if anyone subscribes on Twitch for a year, tell them what they can get. Oh, man. We got one subscriber that earned them a jersey. So he is getting to, sent to him a Packer jersey. So if you subscribe at consecutive months for 12 months at Tier 2, you will earn your pick of jerseys. So you could be earning yourself a Packer jersey, a uh, Seattle Seahawks jersey, a Houston Texans jersey, or my college jersey, um, Nebraska Corners. I know being in Wisconsin, any Wisconsinites probably be like, no to that one. But it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. I still was a Packer. Come on, you still got Texans jerseys? Yes, I do. Uh, when I look at them, I kind of give them the same guy because it just wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't my, best, my best time on the football field, and I say best time in my life. You know, we've had those stories there, but now we're talking, hey, you know, about when Packers you, and Vikings coming up this, yeah. uh, this Monday night. I'm on. I, I got to ask you real quick. Uh, when you came back to the Packers, did you still rock the yeah. 30? I can't remember. No, no, I did not. I was going to. I wanted to, and I thought long and hard about it, but since it was midseason, I had John Coons in the jersey at the time, so I didn't. We kind of talked, and we just like, it's just a better situation just staying in, uh, him staying in the thirty. And me staying in the 34, which that was an honor. That was kind of my hat tip to my my idol as a running back on the football field, uh, Walter Payton. That's so cool, man. That's I cool. Wore, though. What I a cool 30. story. Yeah. So as Walter Payton, he scored a lot of touchdowns. So the scoring plays here for this, you know, finish this recap off of this uh, Bears uh, Packers game. First quarter, Devontae Adams had a 29 yard reception from Aaron. In second quarter, Chicago got on the board with a 20 30 yard field goal from Eddie Pinero. The young guy, man, he's having a tough year. You know, he's a guy, you know, I'm, I was in Bear Stadium week one, you know, and he was having just – they were just talking about him kicking the ball off. Can he do that? It's like, man, you know, that Chicago crowd ain't no joke. So, he got a field goal in there. And then third quarter, Green Bay scored, scores two touchdowns, the two touchdowns that Aaron Jones ran, the 21-yarder. That was a nice little run off the left side and the dive to the end zone to beat out the defender there. And then he finished off the game. So when you're in the red zone, this is stuff a lot of guys talking about. <clears throat> when you're in the red zone, especially within the five-yard line, you better score. We saw a, couple, a month ago when Carolina came in and Christian McCaffrey couldn't get the ball in, 
and it costs the Panthers the game. And you see where they've gone. They've gone basically downhill for the rest of the season. So Aaron Jones gets the two-yard run, which was the last score for the Packers of the game, but it's all what they needed. Chicago kicked a field goal by Eddie again and 27-yarder and a touchdown by Zach by Anthony Miller to uh, try to round it off and try to get the game close. So what I mentioned earlier about these stats, did y'all look at the stats, Evo, Nelly? Did oh, you look at all the stats? We're always checking out the stats, Amon. <laughs> we're grind- so we're grinders the, over here. All right, you look at these stats, man, and you got Chicago with 21st downs to Green Bay's 12, and you got total yardage 415 yards to 292 for Green Bay. And then the biggest thing for me I see is time of possession. You got 34 minutes, 22 seconds to Green Bay's 25 minutes, 38 seconds. So that you look at those three stats like right there, you like, oh, Chicago. If you if you didn't look at nothing else, and you're a true sports fan, if you really like, oh man, I just want to see how the game went, and you see that, you will say to yourself, oh, the Bears, oh, the Bears won. You know, they won. Right? The Win it ugly. If you look at the stat so, sheet, the Bears dominated it. Exactly. You know, they won total yardage and first down. Two of them are huge things. But then the the most I say the deciding uh, factor and stat out there is the turnover battle. And the Packers had two interceptions and a fumble recovery, so three to zero. So that one was is basically your trump card, the ace in the hole. I know how Joe plays cards. He always has one under under his sleeve. So <clears throat> so that was definitely what. Come on, Joe, Joe will <laughs> say he has got a, a trick up his sleeve, but he, he really doesn't. He's all talk, dude. He's all talk. Is that what Joe? He's all talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, we, Nelly, Nelly and I really got the cards up our sleeves, Amon. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the Packers defense, <laughs> they, were, they definitely weren't all talk. They were action, too. They, cre- they created 33 turnovers for the Bears. So that turnover in itself, and like I mentioned every week, that is a key to victory that we'll talk about later, that teams got to have, that the Packers got to have. Win the turnover battle, everything, all the other little factors, all the little stats, Go to the wayside. Yep. It doesn't matter. Yep. So. This is the Amon Green Show. Amon, you want to take a well, take a quick break here and reset after the break, my man? Yeah, no problem. I got some questions to ask about you, but when it comes to Aaron Jones, too, dude. So all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface it right now so you can think about it. Aaron Jones has 17 touchdowns. Amon Ooh. Amon Green holds the record single season at 20. Aaron, Aaron Jones is, is is nipping at your heels, dude, for a single Dang. season record at Tutty. So you think about it over the break, all right? All right. All Sounds right. Good, Evo. This is the Amon Green Show. We'll be right back. This is the Amon Green Show, brought to you by Badger City Auto on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, we're back with AG30, the Packers' all-time leading rusher, Amon Green. What's up, Amon? Man, chilling. You know, literally, because it's like degrees up here. <laughs> I don't know what it is down there. That's supposed um, to get like up to like the thirties today, dude. So it's not supposed to be too bad. It's twenty six right now. It's supposed to be forty one at the high today. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's Madison. That's like two and a half hours away. <laughs> We're like not even cracking double digits right now. Um, hey, we always have a debate, Amon. What would you rather have? A lot of snow or uh, like a lot of cold? I said the cold because you don't have to shovel the cold. Uh, true. I might have to. I might have to bank with you there. I might have to lean to your side because snow. You know, from it being slushy to being heavy to being turning the ice later, um, I'm kind of with the cold. Well, what did you like as a running back? What did you like as a player? Because the Packers were offering, like, free cider and free hot cocoa because it was, like, zero degrees. Would you rather right. do that? Or you said you were an all-terrain running back. Would you rather yeah. do it in the snow when you're playing? Like on, yeah, on the football field, it was different. Kind of like that game we saw the highlight. If you watched the Kansas City game last week, 
where it was the fluffy stuff. It was all, it didn't, it probably wasn't really cold. It's probably like 20, 25 degrees, but it was fluffy, fluffy snow. You saw Pat Mahomes making snow angels with his teammates and all that. So that's the snow that, that makes it fun. Um, Cause the wet and cold is no fun. I play, I remember my first, first wet and cold game was in high school. It was a uh, mid season game, home game for my high school team. And it was the first time I played in ice rain and my hands were like frozen and one of my teammates uh graciously lent me his gloves because we were a pat we we're a run first team so he knew he was not gonna get the ball a whole lot he was a wide receiver so he's like hey gee we're not throwing the ball okay <laughs> we're just giving it to you and damien the other running back um so yeah he gave it this first time i wore gloves in my life because i in little league and all my future years the first couple of years of high school i never wore gloves because i just was i wanted to fill the ball so yeah. i could hold on to the ball and that first time, I was like, thank God. I was like, okay, this is a big difference. I, I might like glove, wearing gloves now. But you're old school. Know. You're old school kind of guy, ain't you, man? Yeah. I mean, at that time, it was like, but I, hey, I'll change now. Yeah. If, something, <laughs> if I need to add something different to the mix, <laughs> like them gloves, once I got to college and pro, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I got to have them. All right, so, them gloves are special. Amon, I got to ask you, man. We alluded to it before the break here. You got... Aaron Jones creeping up on your single-season rushing touchdown record. You have it at 20, a record that hasn't fallen in a long time. Aaron Jones needs three more tutties. As a guy that holds the record, how does it feel? you got someone nipping at your heels. Uh, It feels just interesting. Like I'm a fan, and I watch every game, and I watch all the Packer games. And to see him getting close, I mean, I'm just basically taking tabs. Like I thought, okay, 13, okay, 15, now 17. I'm like, wow. I was like, he – He's getting. He's about to do what I did. You know, that's how how I'm looking at it. I'm not like bitter. I'm not like upset like some guys get when the records come down, and then the other guys are kind of like, "Hey, man, it's supposed to happen." That's kind of where I'm at. Where it's supposed to, it's going to happen. You want to, and you want it to happen because you want to see the the team where you used to play or where you live play well, and they're playing well, and they're giving him the ball. He's getting a lot of opportunities, and hopefully, he gets to continue to do this for the rest of the season and the season to come. So. I think he. I'm say if I'm a bet, if you're a betting man, you want to put your money on Aaron Jones to either tie or pass me up this season. <clears throat> okay, sure. okay. And Amon, yeah, I, I also have to ask you on this. Um, you know, it's a rivalry game, Packers Bears, oldest you know in sports. It was their 200th meeting. Uh, when you get when you got a game like that, and you know what's mm-hmm. on the line, the Packers win. You know they're helping themselves when it comes to winning the NFC North, clinching the playoffs because they clinch a playoff spot, and then possibly you know um, getting home field advantage in the playoffs. But also in doing so, they eliminated the Bears from playoff contention in a rivalry game like that. Are you thinking of that stuff? Like I'm going to eliminate the Bears, yada yada yada. We're going to qualify the playoffs, or it's just you handle your business that one game at a time mentality. Um, for me, it was a, it was simple. It was a one game mentality at a you know one game at a time. Just worry about the game that we're playing, and then once that game is over, worry about Monday watching film. Just to, literally taking one day at a time, not even looking ahead a week ahead. Just looking at okay, I got Monday practice, I got meetings, I got to lift weights, and I'm a chill. Then Tuesday is my off day. I'm gonna do whatever or whatever you yeah. know and relax. So it was that's how, that was my mindset. Some guys, some coaches. You know, try to think ahead just to make sure we're, you know, they, it's their job to remind us that that we got this game this week. We have the Vikings on Monday night. So this is what we got to prepare for. So, but it's something that you you just got to focus on one little thing at a time. Because if you try to look at the whole thing, then you definitely, you're overwhelming yourself. And it'll be, you don't want to do that. You just want to be ready for to like football and uh, ready to do some big things 
in the next couple of weeks for this team. So, what's it feel like when you like when you qualify for the playoffs? Like, what's what's it like in the locker room? Um, it's definitely a weight off your shoulders. You, you could kind of, oh, all right, that's done. You know, <laughs> if you, you know, so for them, they're most likely going to win the division. They just you, know, you got to play these few games to, to see that out. But also, they already know now they're in the playoffs, regardless if they win the division or not. They're in. And so that part, that's the biggest relief. Winning the conference is another, like, kind of a sigh of relief because at least you could have the fans kind of off your back and off the, the coaches could say, yeah, at least we did we did this. <laughs> it's like that refresher. Because you know how fans get. And oh, you definitely yeah. know how You know how Packer fans are. So it's just one of those things that, like, oh, okay, that's done. Now let's focus. But it's like now that is replaced by the fact, okay, now we got to win. We got to win this playoff game. And then also we got to win. Uh, we got to plan for next year to win the, the conference or the division again. So it's just it's a it's a it's a win. It's a sweet and bitter thing at the same time. You're like, oh, oh yeah, I win, but now this is playoff football. We win, we go home. So I, Amon, <laughs> I got to ask you about the Pro Bowl and everything coming up. Nelson's got some questions for you, but um, before we get to that and talk about the Vikings coming up for Monday Night Football when the Packers go to U.S. Bank Stadium, um, you brought up the fans and like how crazy fans are as players. And you're know, playing days. The, can fans get overwhelming? Can they get overbearing, or is it just you know it's what you signed up for? Um, Packer fans, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I mean, they, this is, I mean, this is their team. I mean, I've been. I was just talking about this last week. I went to lunch with with people, on, you know, friends I knew down there in Madison, and uh, just talking about the fandom here in Wisconsin is pretty much like no other. The only place where it relates the same is like at the college football level for me, Lincoln, Nebraska, because for us in Nebraska, there's nothing else there. There's no pro sports. We're the hottest ticket in town. Um, during my years, it's a, it's getting it's a lukewarm ticket now. <laughs> I say basketball <laughs> and women's volleyball is probably the hottest ticket in Lincoln in Lincoln, Nebraska. But at that time, during my years, it was us. So here, it's that same vibe. I know we have Giannis and the Bucks doing what they're doing. We have Braun and the Brewers when they're up and playing here in a couple months. They, the, the fans kind of flock to them a little bit. Uh, yeah, Nelson's a big Braun guy. Right. And then, of course, what the Badgers do right there with, with Jonathan Taylor and the coaching staff there with Chris and what they've done over the last several years. They're going to Rose Bowl again. So there's fans there. But at the end of the day, it could be it could be except it could be March. It's Packer fans. It's part. It's Packer football. It could be middle of May. It could be the dead of summer in July. It's Packer football. No matter what, after about year two or three, I was like, no, this is a Packer football state. This whole state of Wisconsin, even though they have other major sports, they got other college sports that are big time, you know, yeah. in terms of hey, the fandom. When you were, Packer football is number one. When you were with the Texans or the Seahawks, did you get that same vibe from their fan bases? Um, I would say no, definitely yeah. not, because they had. I mean, they have just like Wisconsin has here. They have baseball, they have pro, 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 pro baseball, pro basketball, and in a big time, you know, college program. So Seattle had that as well at that time. Supersonic, the Mariners, um, UW, you know, the Huskies, and even Washington State. So you had all that, and so fans were more. You know, wasn't no tradition. It was tradition, but it wasn't the. Yeah. Deep, intertwined inter, intertwined tradition that you see with Packer fans where they pass season tickets to the the, the, fa- the kids and the kids are fighting over the season tickets. Or I've heard stories of families, you know, unfortunately going through a divorce, but the tickets 
the season of tickets is the biggest topic <laughs> in the divorce. It's like, it's like man, it's, 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 it's great as a player to have those type of fans supporting you. That's the great of it. And then there's some values yeah. that they get a little bit of overbearing. Yeah. You know, they want to be opinionated just like we are right now, but it's our job too. For sure. Um, but they, they feel invested because at the time, you know, one point in time, years yeah. ago, a long time ago, that the, team, that the fans were actually the reason why this team True. stayed here. They were the owners. Some families here in the Green Bay area hey, purchased Amon, we, we got a break. Right we got a break coming up. And speaking of fans, you have an event coming up um, on Monday. I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Vikings coming up. We'll be back in two minutes. This is the Amon Green Show. Stick around. This is the Amon Green Show, brought to you by Badger City Auto on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Keeping it going with AG30, Amon Green, the Packers' all-time leading rusher. Amon, you're killing it on Twitch, dude. You want to let everyone know again what you're doing on Twitch, how they can uh, follow along? Yeah, what they could do is uh, I've been doing I've been on Twitch for three and a half years. It'll be four years in March. And you could go to twitch.tv forward slash Amon Green TV, check me out. And I've been streaming for, you know, different games from Madden to FIFA. Halo is my favorite FPS, which is first person shooter. My FGC game, which is a fighting game. Um, competition is Tekken. And I've been Tekken. hard and heavy on uh, Fallen, uh, Star Wars Fallen Order. So I have my tickets. You guys got your tickets for uh, Rise of Skywalker? Tell me you do. So, Amon, I was – so um, not the, the humble brag over here. I get to go to movies for free through work. Mm. But I I know. But I can't – the stipulation is, like, you got to do it in person so I can't pre-order them online. So I tried to go get okay. my Rise of Skywalker tickets, but they're all sold out. So I got to – I'm – I'm gonna wait a little bit, and I'm trying to avoid all spoilers. When when are you going to see Rise of Skywalker? Because I know you're I'm a big going, Star Wars guy. I'm going this afternoon at 2 p.m. to the matinee, so it's. It, I'm pretty sure it may be full, but most likely may not be. So, but either way, I'm, I'm excited. Take it in I'll keep it. If you want me to give you uh, spoilers, I will later. To yeah. You, Ebo, well, don't give me a spoiler. Give me not. like the Amon Green review on your Twitter account or something. I'll retweet it for you. Okay, I can do that. Have I you have you been that. watching Mandalorian? I've been watching every episode of Mandalorian. Dude, did you I'm watch the latest up. one, Chapter 7? Yes, I did. What's so go- Dude, I'm so seven. nervous for Baby Yoda, man. I- I'm scared from my little Baby Yoda. What's going on with man, him? Baby Yoda, everybody hits out on him because everybody knows that, you know, what's up with him. They I know. know he, he has powers. He, he's doing things, and he could barely talk. He could barely walk. Come so. on. Uh, Nelson over here and my other producer, Nathan, who's then just rolled their eyes at us over Baby Yoda and Star Wars. <laughs> Why? Uh, the they're scared. Roll? They're scared to like it, I think, Amon. Oh, come on, guys. If you're a Star Wars fan, you will definitely eat this up, just like we all are. We Nelson's never even seen it. a full movie. Oh, come on, Nelly. I've, I've seen I two of them. The I've seen, he's seen 20, he's still, he saw 20 minutes of Revenge of the Sith. Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> we got to get you. We gotta, you know, we got we to be good friends, and we got to spend a weekend where he we watch the entire saga. That doesn't sound him. like a good time. See, Amon, like... <laughs> He, Nelson Nelson is spurning the Packers' all-time leading rusher to have a movie day with Star Wars. What is wrong with this kid? Hey, he he knows what he wants, but he what he really doesn't realize he really wants it. He I really know, wants it. I know he does. It's a guy that fights he really it and wants fights to it sit with grown other grown men watching the Star Wars saga. It's going to probably take almost two days. And they could probably do it in a day, but we're gonna be wore out. Aman, so my my <coughs> wife Jen, you know you know Jenny, my wife Jen. Yeah, she was the yeah, biggest Star Wars hater, 
I, I got her to watch Mandalorian. She immediately fell in love with Baby Yoda. Now she wants to watch every single Star Wars movie there is. So Baby well, Yoda converted her. So just tell her there's no more Baby Yoda in any of the movies. Just let her know that. Don't don't set her up for failure. Oh, just no, say, I did. Hey. So we watched The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. She loved it. So now she's got to watch okay, the other good. ones. Good, good. So, so as you were bringing up at the start, there I'm doing a signing tonight yep. at, or, or tomorrow afternoon from 2 to 4 at East Town Mall. Um, autographs, 35, inscriptions, 15. So anybody with the last-minute Christmas, Christmas shopping, because we know there's some last-minute, you know, last people, yeah. last-minute people out there. You know, if you want to find a quick and, uh, I'd say, big-time Christmas gift, I think you'll do that because any Packer fan will enjoy an autograph item from myself and, and then Packers all-time leading rusher being on there or Green Bay Packer Hall of Fame 2014, putting that on there too. So come down, stop over at the East Town Mall. Um, we're on at – is it where we're at? On, yeah, on you're, the, you're in my neck of the woods, Amon. You're east side. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah exactly. I got two – co- field I, uh, in East Town, 45 East, east Town Mall. Yeah, that's, so. yeah. I mean, that's I'll, I'll come check you. I'll come say, hey, Amon. I have two things right here. A former Badgers legend, he's a fullback – for the Badgers, Matt Bernstein says, he just texted me, says, I'd do anything to watch all the Star Wars movies with Amon Green. So you got a fan <laughs> in Matt Bernstein. A phenomenal athlete for the Badgers. I, I know of Matt Bernstein. I know Matt, yeah. yeah. The legend grows of Matt Bernstein. My man, my man was yeah. fasting for a whole 24 hours and then balled out against Penn State. He had like 130-some yards. He was leaping over guys. It was incredible for the Badgers. And then Nelson has a question about your autograph signing him on. Oh, I was just wondering if uh, Gilbert was also going to be there. Yeah, is my Gilbert buddy. Brown going to be there? <laughs> no, he's not. Dang, I was going to have you ask him a question, and just, just a nice simple one. Hey, how's Rashawn doing this year? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> of course. I want to see a wrestling match between Nelson and Gilbert Brown. I'm on. We got to set that up. Oh, that's going to be fun. Gilbert will literally bring back the grave digger and put Nelson in it, like right in that grave. Right. Right. Hey, I'm on. Right. I have to ask you on this because Nelson had a question for you. Do you want to ask him or do you want me to allude to it? Yeah, you can. You can. All right. So the, the, Pro Bowl is, the Pro Bowl votes have come out. The Packers only had two, and Aaron Rodgers and David Bakhtiari. And, you know, we I was thinking Ooh. Aaron Jones got snubbed. Ooh. The running back, Aaron Jones, was snubbed. Uh, Amon Green, were you snubbed? For a Pro Bowl, um, and I was I wouldn't say I was snub, but what the rule is? This is just a a Pro Bowl rule. I learned being when I became a Pro Bowler, and when I got when I was nominated but didn't go. Like my first year, I did very well. I rushed for a thousand with about only about nine games into the season, and I didn't get the Pro Bowl. All my teammates pretty sure was like, "Man, I'm about." They're pretty sure we, you know you're gonna get to the Pro Bowl, man. I'm like, okay. If I don't, no big deal. It's just an All Star game, you know no skin off my back, but I, I, I didn't. And then the next year I went. So what the rule is, if you have a good year, like he's doing now, when I say he, Aaron Jones, the pre, the next year he will get denied because they, you know, it's, you know, it's only actually among, it's a player vote. That's the one thing about the NFL Pro Bowl. I don't know if people know that it is an actual player vote. So the players vote in other players. So offensive players vote for defensive players and vice versa. Defensive players, both for offensive players. So with my respect game in 2000, then it carried over to 01. So regardless of what I would have did, you know, if I would have came, you know, I rushed for about 1,200, but i say if I just got an even 1,000 and some touchdowns, I would have got in because people took notice of what I was doing against the Buccaneers, the Lions, the Vikings, and the teams that we faced that year. So people are taking notice of Aaron Jones now, but 
just by rule, unfortunately, he's going to be there definitely next year after at the end of the 2020 season in 2021 Pro Bowl. So that's how that is. I'm kind of surprised. I thought he was definitely a shoe-in because of what he's done, you know, in this season. Not quite. He's at eight, was 830 yards almost. He's about, a, you know, do the math there. He's a couple hundred. He's 100 yards and so short of 1,000. He'll probably get, if he continues to get the ball and continues to get 100 yards rushing, in uh, each of the matches, but playing against this Vikings defense, it's going to be tough sledding. And of course, with the Lions on the road, they seem how they they seem to get good at home, regardless of what the record is. So um, it's going to be interesting. So just real quick connection is on on to the field. That's where we're going to be at at 45 East Town Mall tomorrow from two to four. And then Monday night, Monday night, I'm doing a game viewing, watching the Monday Night Football with fans over at Oakstone Recreational. And I'm going to bring my Xbox with me on this one, yeah. guys, so we can have some fun, play some Madden. And that starts at 6.30. Again, signing autographs, but then hanging out with fans, having a good time, watching good football um, here this weekend in Madison. So Sunday, Saturday, we'll be over at the East Town Mall. And on Monday night, over at Oakstone Recreational, signing autographs to watch this Viking Packer game. Let's go, AG. Let's go, man. This season by beating everybody in the division <laughs> <laughs> the way they should. Because right now they lead the division, the North Central, the NFC North with a 4 0 record, 8 0, 8 2 in the NFC overall. Um, yeah, you ever trip up like, with that, Amon? You ever want to call it the Central instead of the North? Yeah. Uh, what, what was your question? I mean, do you ever trip up with that? Ever just want to call it the Central? Instead of the north, uh, every night, I like to call it the black and blue because that's what Chris Berman used to call it. <laughs> I like it. that. I like that. <laughs> he used to call it the black and blue division. Um, but the Bears dropped the third. They finished right now. They're three and two in the division, and uh, and then it doesn't get any easier for Chicago. They got the Chiefs and the Vikings coming up in the next two weeks. One at home, one on the road, and it doesn't matter either team because they're both playoff bound teams. It's just interesting what's going to happen, you know, for them. And obviously, we know that the Packers start there. Their, uh, I say, their journey, their Indiana Jones quest through the NFC North or the Black and Blue, Blue Division, um, facing the Vikings, who are ten and four, and they're six and zero at home. Yeah. And the Packers right now are four and two on away games. So six and zero, you know, it's going to be tough sledding. You know, they got you know key, they got a few guys that are beat up. Jimmy Graham has the has the wrists and a growing. Uh, Alex Light, Dean Lowry are both questionable, and Dean, uh, and then Blake Martinez tackling machine. So this is interesting. He has a calf and a hand injury, you know. So the calf injury, the hand injury, I'm not too worried about. Other than you know him going into tackles, but he could you know compensate by making sure he he follows through with the hips and brings the guy down there. But it's that calf injury. That calf injury is basically the foundation of him running, exploding, and attacking the line of scrimmage, attacking guys as he's making tackles. It's just going to be interesting if he can really push off on that calf. So hopefully. You know, it'd be interesting to see how serious that calf injury is. And and as we know, the the shoulder hurt around the world. Devin, Delvin Cook's shoulders beat up from the season. Being a running back, I've had a few uh, shoulder injuries. I remember in my first, in my junior year, second game of the season, going against UW, the Huskies in Washington Stadium, I had a, a slight separation Ooh. of my left shoulder. And I knew I was going to play. There was no doubt about that. It's just making sure – getting the rehab, getting the therapy, going into the game to get all the soreness out because obviously you're going to land on your shoulders. You're going to hit people too. You try to avoid it 
Um, another guy that was a, a running back idol of mine, Emmett Smith, he played a game, a playoff game or tw- a couple stretches there where his whole shoulder was dislocated. He played the game. He played football. He didn't miss a game. And that's probably, that's definitely one of the reasons why he is a top of the charts of the NFL all-time leading rusher because of playing through injuries like that. And running backs, we know we have to do it. So I believe he'll be out there, but he, not, he could not be out there. We don't know. It'll be a different game on both sets. You know, if he's in, they're going to help that offense. We remember back to last game, he had a big run in Lambeau, had over 100 yards rushing, some touchdowns, but it just wasn't enough at the end. You know, Kirk Cousins kind of hurt them in the end of that game, if you remember back. So, you know, and then Alex Matheson, who's the backup to uh, Devin Cook, he, he has an ankle, so, but it's questionable. So, but that's another injury that running backs are very commonly known to get, and that is nothing beyond abnormal. So, hey, I'd be like, hey, bro, you better take that thing up. You going? Uh, we need you out there. This is playoff football, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And we, you know, mentioning that last game, you know, you could think back. You know, Green Bay Packers started the game early, scoring three touchdowns in the first, you know, in the first and second quarter. But then Minnesota's defense tightened up. The Packers' offense didn't do much scoring after that because you look at the scoring plays. It was the first quarter, second quarter, all Green Bay. Then the third quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter was all Minnesota. And what came down to the end is what I told you, what we talked about in the beginning of the show, is turnovers. Kirk Cousins throws an interception to uh, Kevin King in the end zone that just ends it, you know, and then um, I love Zimmer, the coach, you know, it's like, hey, we didn't play to win, you know, in that last game. You know, he mentioned that. And that's, he gives that team, the reason why, I think one reason why Minnesota is Minnesota that they are today is Zimmer. He gives that team tough love. Whenever you hear his interviews, I don't know, he's kind of like a Bill Belichick. He's a character when uh, that mic is in front of him. He's not trying to be a character. He just That's just who he is. Yeah. And he gives tough love. That's why Minnesota Vikings are a tough team to play, especially at home. And so that's my – I lead into my first topic there, talking about can Green Bay win against the Vikings on a roll. And I believe they can, but it's going to be tough. It's oh. going to be the fact they got to play lights-out football, almost perfect football. They cannot force the ball in terms of Aaron throwing, it, throwing the ball. And with the run game, that's where it's going to get really tough because we know Aaron Jones is, you know, picking up the artist for a touchdown. He's, his size is his only negative. And for him to try to go against that big off the defensive line for the Minnesota Vikings and them linebackers, Hendricks and Barr, that are flying around making a lot of plays. And then Hunter Smith, Harrison Smith coming down from the secondary, who is a thumper. That's where it's going to be interesting. That's what's going to make this game interesting and fun. Amon, you're going unconscious right now. You're just rattling it off. I hate to break up. I hate to break up. You just killing it right now. We got to take a little quick <laughs> commercial break. And Nelson yeah. told me he got two questions for you coming up in the Amon Green Show. You ready to field some questions from Nelly over here? Yes, I, I am always. Love I can guarantee Nelly. you, it's not going to be anything Star Wars related because he's a hater, Amon. <laughs> so we'll be coming right back. Come on, Nelly. <laughs> come on, Nelly. It's the Amon Green Show. We'll be come right on, back. Nelly. This is the Amon Green Show, brought to you by Badger City Auto on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. AG30, Amon Green in the house. Amon, we're going to finish both. strong, my man, my dude. We got this. All right, you ready? Got this. Nelson so said Nelly, he had questions up, for you. I only what's bring hard hitting questions here. But you alluded <laughs> yes, to. I, I, I know this. Yes, you do. <laughs> you alluded to earlier that uh, Jones possibly could be a Pro Bowler next year just based on what he did this year. Do you think Correct. Aaron Rodgers was named a Pro Bowler basically for a career achievement and what he's accomplished earlier in his year? Because he's had a pretty average year in my eyes. Yes. 
And that is another rule with being a pro bowler. If you've been there consecutive years, if you just do half the job you did from any other season, not the previous season, but any other season, because people could relate back, oh, yeah, remember for, you know, his rookie year he did this, or five years ago he did that. Oh, yeah, let's put him in. You know, or if people be just, or got players that would sit there and they're doing their voting on the piece of paper, you're like, man, that's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he got to go. Regardless, don't even look at it. I'm like, dude, did you look at his stats? Did you, did you check his yardage? You check his average percentage, his completion rate, his QBR. Did you look at that? You know, people just voted guys in. So, like, I'm pretty sure it's, it's among quarterbacks, obviously. And it's, it's really certain positions that where you know certain guys don't make it doesn't make sense if they're not there there so brett was one of those quarterbacks i'm and tom brady's one of those quarterbacks aaron is definitely on that list uh you go back years ago when i was a fan and a kid and still a fan today jerry rice joe montana guys like that they're almost like man we can't we can't have we cannot fans look at it or players look at it we cannot have this guy not in the pro bowl so that could be that i say about there's about a 60 40 chance that that was the mindset of players knowing okay nfc quarterbacks you got russell wilson you got garoppolo you have aaron uh yeah aaron gotta go you know it's like one of those things <laughs> it's almost as simple as that and most of the guys don't even look at the stats you know it's, it's just interesting so yeah to your question, Nelly. And Nelly yeah. had another question. Wow, double Good up job. from Nelly. I'm, I'm doubling up here today. You know, the, the Packers are playing the Vikings. Vikings always seem to have a good defense, doesn't matter what year. I was just wondering, right. who is the scariest Vikings defender you've ever played against? Because they've had a few. Woo! I like that question, Nelly. Good job. You did your work. Um, <laughs> so they had a strong safety there when I got here in 2000 by the name of Robert Griffin. And Robert Griffin, unbeknownst to me, was a thumper. I mean, the, he, he is and was the epitome of a thumper. But he only weighed, he was like 6'2", and he maybe weighed 200 pounds. Maybe. He was long and lanky, but he was lean muscle. Pure I mean, steel. Like Pure steel. You know, he was like a Wolverine. You know, he you just he didn't look it looked the part, but he was dangerous. And I remember Dorsey telling me that first game, he's like, "Ag, watch out for number 24. I'm like, "Why?" I was like, "Dude, you know, I don't know." I th- he hit me so hard, I thought he was mad at me. I was like, "Why are you so mad at me, man? You hit me like that. That don't even make sense." You know, and he's like, "I think it was. I think I dated his sister and I dumped her. I think that was it." <laughs> he said, "So I think he's mad at me." Is that a true story, Amon? Yeah, that's, that's what Jordan told me. I was like, "Oh man!" I said, "Well, I don't, I don't know his sister, um, but he's still gonna try to take my head off." So I'm like, "Okay." And I just was a he. So Dorsey helped me out with him, and Rob, and John Lynch too. But for for the Vikings, as Nelly asked for the Vikings, Robert Griffin was that dude. That man. I think on his, I think he had a, a a hit chart in his locker where he knocked out running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks tight end because he was that hard of a hitter and he wasn't not a big dude if you google his name number 24 robert griffin for the minnesota vikings from like 1995 to about 2003 he wasn't a big dude but he could lay you out especially if you dated a sister damn it's like yeah if you dated a sister it was game over (laughs) (laughs) and 
And after you dated his sister and you dumped her, it was game over for you. <laughs> then he had a personal vendetta. Uh, yeah. So we got uh, Monday Night Football. You know, the Packers have never won at U.S. Bank Stadium. They're 0-3 there, but it's a Monday Night Football right. game. Kirk Cousins has never won on Monday night. He's 0-8. Something's got to give. Either the Packers win or Kirk Cousins gets his first one on Monday Night Football. What are the keys to victory for the Green Bay Packers? You like that? You, you like, like that? that? You like that? That's what we don't know. I don't know if I like that, Kurt. I don't know which Kurt I'm going to get. So the keys to victory for the Packers is going to be one that we talked about. As we as we bring up that dude right there, put pressure on Kurt Cousins because we've seen him under pressure. What he does, we saw the last game early in the season in September where he throws the interception to Kevin King in the end zone. So you put that pressure. You make him run around that pocket. He's not a scrambling quarterback. He can run. He's not like an Aaron Rodgers, but he's effective. But if you put those coverages, that rush of defense alignment, like I said, Kenny, Kenny Clark could be one of those guys that disrupts his rhythm after a play-action fake to be like, in his face, then you give him trouble. Win the turnover battle, which is always going to be on my list because you have that, as we talked about, the last game uh, for, the, uh, for the Packers against the Bears. They had every other stat they were losing the game from turnovers, I mean, to uh, time of possession, total yardage, and first downs. But you look at the turnovers, they won it, and they won the game. You know, they squeaked it out. And then take what the Vikings defense gives them. They're such a good defense, you got to make sure you don't force the ball trying to get, make a big play. And I'm pretty, I know Aaron is wise enough and aware enough not to do that. So he understands that. So I, understand, I know Aaron's going to take what that defense gives him. Matt LaFleur is playing in his second game as a head coach against the Vikings, knows, okay, now this is what I can do against this team. This is what I can't do against this team. Even though they got out early, so he needs to go to whatever he did in the first three scoring um, drives for the Packers in game one of the season. Go back to that and try to expand on that. We scored three touchdowns. We scored 21 points on this defense, which is one of the top defenses in the NFL. Can we, we, this is what we need to do to score for the rest of the game. You know, to score at least a touchdown, at least 10 points in that fourth quarter, but you're coming off 14 points, you know, from the first half. And then take the crowd out of the game. This is not like a team thing, but I'm playing in that thing. This is from experience playing in Minnesota. It was the old Metro, you know, Metrodome there. And if that crowd, I know that horn is still there. Bye. I wish I could, I wish I could, I'm going I'm to do a spy mission, bring some Packer fans with me. And we'll sneak up in that thing and steal it. Please, and blow it up. Please. I hate it. that horn I'm on. That thing is, I mean, it did like annoy me. Right. <laughs> it didn't annoy me. It annoyed most of my teammates. A lot of things didn't rattle me. You know, I was a guy who was like water off a duck's back. But for Brett, yeah. for Gilbert, for Leroy, for William, for Donald, any of those guys, they hated the, the, the horn. And But if you get that fandom in there, you saw, if you were, you were a football fan, you saw that game a couple years ago where the Vikings beat the Saints on that big catch by Stephon Diggs from – um, Case McKean, um, Ken, um, Ken, whatever. I can't say his name right now. Yeah, screw um, him. He's a Viking. <laughs> but you saw how the crowd <laughs> was in that game. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you saw how the crowd <laughs> was in that game, and that crowd helped him win that game. So get the crowd out of the game. So I know I've kind of been all over the place to show about who I'm. Come on, you killed it game. today, bro. Who do you, who's who's I, winning this game? So just because it's a home game, I'm going with the Vikings because they are six and zero this year. Packers, as you mentioned, the Packers are 0-3 now, and they're kind of slow starting. Like I said, that car that that you don't warm up in the wintertime here in Wisconsin, it's got... 
That's kind of the Packer offense, you know, in a, in a sense, you know, in the first part of the game, in the last three games. So you can't do that against Minnesota because they're playing good football. Even though Devin, Devin Cook is beat up, Kirk Cousins, everybody's going to be ready to play for this team. So I'm going with uh, the Vikings in U.S. Bank Stadium this Monday night. Well, Mon, I hope you're wrong, but don't, you know, just because I want the Packers to win, but, you know, <laughs> I just hope of you're course. wrong. Amon, before we let you go, which you killed it today, by the way, on the Amon Green Show, how can everyone Appreciate come out and get a late Christmas gift if they want to see Amon Green and get something signed? Oh, man, you can come out to the East Town Mall. You can check me out there. I'll say catch me outside. How about there. that? <laughs> how about that? And, and that's uh, tomorrow, right? Saturday? On, on to the field tomorrow from 2 to 4 p.m. over at the East Town Mall. And then again on Monday night, starting at 6.30 at Oak Stone Recreational, hanging out, signing autographs, playing football. I'm going to bring my Xbox with me. So if you play Xbox, you play Madden. You better you come correct. Order, come correct. Gears of War, Halo, whatever. We're going to have some fun on Monday night and tomorrow afternoon. Amon, it was a pleasure, man. You have a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas, my friend. Hey, same to you, Oebo and Nelly, and tell hopefully Joe makes it back in one piece. Yeah, we'll keep our fingers crossed for him, okay? <laughs> yes, right, indeed. See you, homie. Enjoy your weekend. See fellas. you, buddy. There he is, Amon Green, Packers all-time leading rusher for the Amon Green Show.